Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 296. For, for anybody to go and, and open up an independent restaurant and take advantage of those same tools that Applebee's spent millions and millions of dollars developing themselves really levels the playing field for, for everybody. And then that's really what the internet has done, right? That's what, that's what cell phones have done. You know, we can all use the same tools at a fraction of the cost of what they were, you know, even five or 10 years ago. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day task that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurantowner.com. And if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable, you will get a 10-day pass for only $1. Get on it. So with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Paul Hadfield. Paul, you got to tell me, man, are you feeling unstoppable today? <laughs> Eric, I'm 100% feeling unstoppable. Yes, I, I, sir. It's, it's a necessary requirement in business to feel that way. <laughs> I love it. So Paul is the founder of DiningData.com and has been involved in helping small businesses for more than 14 years. Starting from a commission-only sales position at the age of 20, to growing multiple startup organizations, he is as passionate about his clients' ventures as he is his own. Uh, Dining Data allows Paul to use his extensive knowledge of payment technology while applying his love for restaurants and hospitalities. Obviously, this is just scraping the surface. Um, so much you got going on and what you do, but I, before we get really into who you are and what you're all about, I really want to get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra, Paul, what do you got for us? You know, um, one of my favorite quotes um, is, is something that actually took me a while to discover the full quote. So I think a lot of us have heard the saying, uh, good things come to those who wait, right? I grew up hearing it. I think a lot of people grew up hearing it. Someone actually told me, early on in my business career, they're like, you know what? That's actually not the real quote. Real quote came from Abraham Lincoln. He said, good things come to those who wait, but only that which is left over from those that have hustled. And for some reason, that quote has has stuck with me forever. And I think about that all the time. So 
there, there's my, my quote of the day for you, Eric. Awesome, dude. Great way to get this thing started. So tell us more about your company, Dining Data, uh, and what your mission is with this company. And, uh, you know, just educate us on what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, you know, to, to, to paint the picture a little bit more, I, I've been involved with working with small businesses from, um, you know, a, a fairly young age. I was in um, college. I was 20 years old. I was looking for, um, you know, a way to, to make money and, and pay the bills and pay my rent like a lot of other yep. college kids. And I, um, back in, in those days, the internet wasn't as prevalent. So I picked up a local newspaper and I, I saw an ad that said, uh, it said make $112,000 per year. And I was like, all right, sounds great. <laughs> I'm in exactly. Um, so I answered the ad. I went to this office. Uh, it was a small office in the bottom of a, uh, in the lower level of a, uh, a, a dental office. Okay. And there, there are a couple of guys that, um, had this idea to um, to work with small businesses and, and sell them a variety of products and, and and make money. And I said, well, this is this is great. And it was a hundred percent commission position. And um, I ended up diving into it with both feet and saying, you know what? I can actually make money. I don't need a college degree. I can make build a career around helping small businesses. And and that's what I did. And I've, I've actually never looked back since then. So uh, I've gone through all different sort of ventures um, until really stumbling across the, the payments space for, for small businesses. And it's, it's something that I realized there's, um, there's not a lot of transparency there. Um, there. There's not a lot of companies that are really taking care of clients and have their clients' best interests mm. in mind. Um, so, you know, it, it was ripe for opportunity. And, and I was involved in a couple other companies, um, seeing how they actually did things before starting my own. And I think what led me to start uh, my own company um, initially, which was, uh, I think, about 12 years ago or so, um, I didn't find any other companies that were doing things the way that I thought they should be done. I, it, it seemed like most uh, most payments companies had their best interest in mind and not the client's best interest in mind. So I wanted to change that. Um, and so I, I, I built up a company um, that, that did fairly well for about nine years before starting um, Dining Data. And, um, you know, my mission with Dining Data is even more specific. It's, it's helping organizations, not only with payments, but to find software that can help them grow sales and mm. Um, and, and better understand their business. And restaurants are an industry that I've always been passionate about. Uh, you know, I, I grew up um, watching my mom work in restaurants. Uh, I've always been a, a, you know, a foodie myself and really passionate about that industry. So I've actually been able to leverage, um, you know, two things that I really like, which is helping small businesses on better understand the payments landscape while, helping them find technology and, and software that can make their business thrive. Mm. So that is really our goal at, at Dining Data. Um, in the last three years, we've gone from uh, you know, zero to just over a thousand clients. Um, we've, uh, we've grown our team uh, from you know, just myself to, to 14 people. Um, and, and we're actually looking to double in size this year. So, wow, that's awesome, man! Congratulations! Yeah. And uh, 
some of the things that uh, I just want to like really shine a light on and just listening to you talk and something that resonated with me is just your, your focus on helping small businesses. And, uh, I, when I decided to get out of aviation and, uh, focus on hospitality, uh, without getting too much detail, like, um, I had to find a way I could make money because of the debt I created for myself. Uh, but I, and everybody was telling me, go get into sales, get into sales. And I, I was afraid of sales because I knew I wouldn't be able to sell something to somebody if they didn't need it. And I was like, I don't think I'll be able to do it. Um, and then I found the world of podcasting where my mission is not to sell, but to help people with sharing knowledge. Um, and when it's so rewarding to know you can help people just by passing along knowledge, educating. And one of the things you said to me, you know, just focusing on helping people, it reminded me of a quote that you can accomplish anything in life if you just make, or if you can just help enough other people accomplish what they're trying to do in life and i want to ask i love that yeah man what is it about the field of data and processing that made you think wow like i can help so many people in this specific topic why is there so much potential with data and processing that you know is an opportunity for you to help other people Mm -hmm. um i I think a couple of reasons I, i i think first and foremost is that um, especially small to medium-sized businesses are confused by data because there's so much of it, um, you know, with everything that's happened in technology and the fact that we're all now living on our phones and that you can actually, um, you can pull, pull data from, from just about anything. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different companies providing it. There's a mass amount of confusion around it. Because you can do so much with it now, nobody knows what to do. Uh, it is intimidating. <laughs> so, without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. And in my experience, the, the, the companies that were really strong um, you know, in that space, in the data space, and in, in the payment space for businesses, um, you know, like I was, I was touching on earlier, they, they, they didn't seem to have their client's best interests in mind. You know, I, I found so many restaurants that are using different products or think they need different products and they just don't understand why they need them mm. or what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I meet with, um, you know, restaurants every day that, uh, anywhere from a, you know, a little corner bar, um, or mom and pop, uh, bakery up to, you know, 15, 20 location groups that are expanding across the country. And a lot of them are in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. Where they know that they can use data to their advantage. They just don't really understand how, yeah. and they don't understand which things are going to be worth, worth their weight. I love it. And I, I kind of want to crescendo into how we can be using uh, data to, uh, you know, improve our businesses and to level the playing field of, you know, the, the, the restaurant world versus, you know, independence and corporations. Mm-hmm. But you said something that I really want to focus on and that's you've helped thousands of restaurants uh, become successful and you've aided thousands of restaurants. So in these thousands of restaurants, we're working with these thousands of restaurants. You've probably developed an idea of what makes successful restaurants and what makes unsuccessful restaurants. So what do you, so what's the difference and what makes, I guess, a successful restaurant versus an unsuccessful restaurant in your opinion, from what you've observed? There's a lot of things, but I think if I were to focus on a few core ideas, 
the, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is overcomplicating the process from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not only true with restaurants. I think that's, that's true with a lot of businesses. There's probably a lot of people that are listening to this call right now that are thinking about starting businesses, thinking about opening restaurants, and the ideas that they have um, span pages and pages and pages. In fact, <laughs> to, to give you a real life experience, when I started Dining Data, and I did this recently, I, I was actually on a plane and um, it, it was a long flight and I wrote out my entire business plan for the company. Okay. And it took, it took four or five hours for, for the flight and I had this notebook, six, seven, eight pages. And this is three years ago. And I actually went back and looked at this recently and 90%, maybe even higher of, of the ideas that I had in this business plan never came to fruition. Okay. And the things that we do today um, for a thousand clients are 10% of the original ideas that I had. <laughs> so um, I think that's a common mistake that a lot of, a lot of businesses make and restaurants where they overcomplicate what they want to do at the very beginning. Oh, they think yes. that they need this, miraculous loyalty program or they need uh they need 75 items on their menu or they need to have um 27 groundbreaking cocktails and um they need to overstaff their restaurant and they need to to spend that extra money on the italian leather chairs versus the faux leather chairs and i think it's uh, you know for for most of us that don't have the capital and the funding for that, um, you're, you're, you're signing yourself up for, mm-hmm. for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's something in the software business that's called an MVP, which is a minimally viable product. Yes. I think that more restaurants need to focus on what that MVP is. And if you really break down what that is in a restaurant, it's good service and it's good food and mm. it's taking care of your customers. And I think if you focus your restaurant around those things and, and, and try to filter out the noise, you're going to be much more laser focused on the end goal, which is actually running a profitable business. You know, people aren't going to come back to your restaurant because of your intricate loyalty program. If your food sucks, Uh, that's just the (laughs) truth. Um, So um, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that I see for restaurants is really just overthinking the process, yes. not being willing to start small. Um, and you know, th- I you, love it. dude. Is, you're, you're dropping yeah. gold right now. And can I just inject real quick? Yes. Go ahead. So like, Oh man, the, w- less is more. And I think back to uh, Sam Glenn, I believe it was. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was a burger restaurant. He said, why focus on doing a bunch of little things okay when you can just focus on doing one thing better than anybody else you're competing with? And just focus on – if you can make that one thing – in to whatever your passion is. If you're passionate about one thing, just focus on that one thing. Don't focus on being massive. Focus on being great. Like details do matter. I will say yes. There is, uh, there is something you said about paying attention to the details. But when you try to pay attention and grow so many, when you have so many details and you're spreading yourself so lateral, you can't get impact. You can't go deep. You can't focus on the the details on that one thing. Just focus on the details mm-hmm. and the, the few things, and not details on many things, because you're gonna spread yourself thin. You're going to mm-hmm. just create such a complex thing that it's gonna be. 
just way less likely to be successful if you just focus on doing a few things really well. Um, I just wanted to put emphasis on that. And uh, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I have to mention a book while we're here to learn more on the topic of minimal viable products. You got to check out Eric Reese's The Lean Startup. So much uh, can be applied from that book if you're a restaurant starting on a, on a lean budget. So just to throw that in there. Now, Take it to where you were going to go. Sorry, that was a little winded. I didn't expect to go that long. <laughs> no, no, that, that was great. Um, and it's an excellent book. I've, I've read it. I highly recommend it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh, man, where were we? I got so tried to. We're, we're talking about the things that make a restaurant successful, uh, in your opinion, what you've observed over these years. And the answer to that was focusing on doing few things very well, finding your unique selling proposition and just knocking it out of the park. Anything else, right. in your opinion, that well, should be you mentioned know, here? For, for, yeah, and, and just to touch on that, that point one more time is we get asked – uh, you know, every single day as our company has grown, we're, we're actually being approached by other technology companies that focus on restaurants about selling their product. And I've seen a lot of really good ones and everyone's saying, well, Hey, you, you know, you guys have a, a thousand clients who keep adding more clients. Like, why don't you go back to them and sell them other products? And it's like, because we don't want to, we we're heavily focused in these, you know, two to three things that we do and we do them very, very well. So, I think people need to really, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, as, as I like to say. Um, but, you know, other than that, um, one trap that I also see people running into is, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly negativity. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, if you're not approaching your business with a positive mindset, um, as the owner of that business or that restaurant, anything that you do is going to filter down oh, yeah. to everybody else. Oh yeah. Um, I, I had a, a meeting recently with a, a restaurant group that I was really excited about meeting with. And I, I, it stuck with me for so long, uh, the attitude of the, the decision makers. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't think anybody that's involved in this organization has a positive outlook on where this company's going because if the people at the top, if the person driving the ship isn't positive about where they're taking it, it's not like your, your crew is miraculously going to be any different. Um, you know, the, your employees, if, if they were entrepreneurs, they would have started their own business. So they took a job and they need to be led. And if you're not leading that ship with positivity and motivating your team daily and reminding them mm -hmm. of their mission, the ship is going to sink. So I've seen time and time again, those organizations um, start to suffer and start to fail. And, you know, my, my advice to somebody is um, if that's ever happening to you, I think you, there's there's two options. First, actually, let me take a step back. I think a lot of people, when they're first opening their restaurants, that's the most exciting time. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's anything more exciting than the hype of starting a new business. Absolutely. And when you open those doors, people are coming in, mm -hmm. and your restaurant is at its hottest. But fast forward six months, 12 months, 18 months, it's not as hot as it once was, you know, Eater isn't knocking on your door still like they're focused on all the other new openings and you're, you know, you're not getting the, the, the write up in the local paper because 
you opened and, and people came and tried you. So what you need to do is reinvent yourself, reinvent your restaurant, remodel it, update mm, the menu, do yes. something new and interesting to not only keep yourself excited about the business, but to keep your customers excited about your business. The yeah. longevity of your restaurant is based on how many people are actually going to come back uh -huh. to that restaurant, not how many people come the first time. So Paul, you're you on know, the roll, dude. I'm loving everything you're sharing with us right now. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say that you remind me so much right now of what Jeff Benjamin, uh, you know, the author of front of house and the uh, general manager or director of operations or partner. I'm not sure exactly what his title is of the Vetri restaurant group, which I'm sure you've heard of Vetri restaurants doing amazing things out of Philadelphia, but he budgets, um, it, he a certain percentage goes away, you know, out of every dollar they make towards staying fresh. Like he calls it staying fresh. Uh, so for every five years, they will do something, whether it's a remodel or something, to stay fresh because people will get bored. I mean, yeah, you need to, you know, you can keep on to those customers if you take care of them, you develop rapport and relationships, but. People want to stay engaged and interested, and you got to stay fresh to do that, and that costs money. Um, but awesome advice there. Anything else you want to touch on before we move on? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the 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 last thing that I really want to touch on is um, for um, you know my my advice to to restaurants is to um, not cripple yourself with um, trying to understand everything and research everything and to just go for it and try things. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of a, um, uh, you know, I think broad advice, but if you take that down to every little thing that you're doing, you don't have to understand everything before making a decision. You just need to have a gut feeling that it's the right decision and be willing to go for it and know that if it's not working, you can pull the plug and you should, and you should pull it quickly. Um, you, you have a, you know, in the interview process, you interview somebody that you think is going to make a good fit. Well, you can either sit and ponder and debate that hire, or you can give that person a shot mm -hmm. and see how they do. And if it's not working, you can let them go. You know, you can, you can change your menu and see how people respond. And if they're not responding well, you can change it again. Mm -hmm. So I, I think people, people get too caught up in worrying about these decisions instead of thinking something might be a good idea, going with their gut, letting it happen, and then pivoting if it's not working well. Dude. And that goes for any, <laughs> anything so in your excited. business. I'm getting so excited right now because I have a feeling I know where this conversation is going to end up. And I just wanted to make a point on something you said. When you focus on just doing one thing really well and you keep it simple, it makes it easier, easier for you to pivot, you to react to what works and what doesn't work think of a massive ship uh like a oiler right and having having mm -hmm. that oiler have to change direction how fat how long does it take a massive ship to change direction a very exactly. long time now think of a jet ski exactly this isn't working what are we going to do we're going to pivot real fast we're going to do this because you know we're, we have information we have data today um everywhere surrounded by information and we can react to that information to do what's rest for do what's best for us our our restaurant and our employees and our guests um 
which is kind of, I think, going to lead into the next question. I'm hoping at least, uh, why data? What was it about data, um, that you loved? Cause you said you love being able to help small business. So how has data allowed you to help level the playing field between independence and, um, you know, big operations? Like why, why do you like to use small business? Wait, let me stay this. So I'm getting jacked up. Um, so why did you choose data to be able to focus on helping small businesses, small independent restaurants? Yeah, you, you know, you can with data, you can back up your gut decision with real facts, mm-hmm. your gut instincts with real facts, I should say. So um, I, I think, you know, 20 years ago, if you're running a restaurant, you may say, well, um, hey, people love uh, people love our cheeseburger. Everybody loves our cheeseburger. But with data, you just know that not only do your cheeseburgers sell well, but are people actually coming back after they have those cheeseburgers? That's something that data can tell you now that you, you didn't have 20 mm-hmm. years ago. You know, you may say, hey, this is our, this is our, uh, our this server right here. Um, you know, Brenda's our best server. She has the highest average check. She sells the most wine. I just know that she does. Data can actually tell you if that's factual. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can actually use data for every single moving part in your restaurant to know if that's actually the case. And time and time again, when I meet with restaurants, they think one thing, they feel one thing, but data tells them differently. Mm. And, uh, you know, I love being able to sit down with restaurants and, and dive into their information systems and watch their reaction when they truly start understanding what's going on. Because I can tell you a lot of people are hesitant to using data almost because they have a chip on their shoulder. And and it's very common for our company and our sales team to hear, you know, hey, I don't I don't need data. I know everything in my restaurant. I'm an owner operator. I'm always here. I know my customers. I know my staff. And as much as you may think that, there's technology that's out there today that doesn't cost very much money because of how the internet has scaled and how technology has scaled that you can use to actually back up your gut instincts and know if that's true and use that information to grow sales and better run your business. And this type of technology has been used by, you know, large restaurant chains and large corporations for dozens and dozens of years because they've had the capital to build these systems themselves. Um, but the way that technology has expanded over time is it's now available to small and medium sized businesses mm. to use. And it's the same, um, the same type of information that made, uh, you know, a company like Applebee's expand across the country and Chili's and all of these major chains and McDonald's is they've been able to expand because they've known exactly what's happening with their consumers because they've used the data behind it. So for, um, for, for anybody to go and, and open up an independent restaurant and take advantage of those same tools that Applebee's spent millions and millions of dollars developing themselves really levels the playing field for, for everybody. And then that's really what the internet has done, right? That's what, that's what, cell phones have done you know we can all use the same tools at a fraction of the cost of what they were 
you know, even five or 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole, I feel like a whole nother topic we could go into, which is like, there's so much hope for the independent restaurant operator because of how much the playing field is being leveled and not just on the technology front, but on the marketing front Um, before it was whoever had the most money had the attention on the radio, on the TV. Like if you had the money, you bought the ad space, you, you, you know, you put your product in front of people, but now it's about whoever has the best mission, whoever has the best, uh, you know, food or whoever, you know, has who can ever like just get your attention because of what they're doing and why they're doing it with social media and YouTube and what whoever has a message, whoever has a mission, can be put and has the same opportunity to be put in front of the same potential customers. And it's just so promising. There's so much hope for the yeah. middle class right now. It's so exciting. Yeah, um, Eric, you're 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 exactly right. And and to that point, um, if you look at um, <laughs> And, and this this just blows my mind. The number of people that I meet with that um, think that uh, their restaurant would be successful if they if they bought a television commercial or if they hired <laughs> a, a PR company or started running radio ads. I mean, uh, I think people need to realize that with social media as a restaurant, you can be your own PR firm. Mm-hmm. You you have access to. Uh, how I, I don't know the numbers of how many people in you know whatever major city you're in are on Instagram or Facebook, but I, I I bet all of the people that you'd like to get into your restaurant are, and you have the ability to actually be your own PR firm and get your message out and promote your own business for free, mm. and it's it's not it's not a a, a PR firm or a radio ad or TV commercial that's going to bring customers. And that's not what they're paying attention to anymore. You know, you have all of the tools in, in your toolbox and they don't cost anything other than time to mm-hmm. figure out how to best use them. I love it. I want to dive more into this topic a little bit before we move on. But before we do, let's just take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. Whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran, there's always something new to learn that never ends. (laughs) But what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one easy to access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the tipsy banner in the show notes. After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurant owner 
templates.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips to join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves. Head over to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable. And because you are restaurants, unstoppable listeners, you will get the first 10 days for only $1. Again, that's restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable. All right, we are back. And uh, Paul is just going to start talking to us about how uh, you can integrate data with your social media to uh, make better marketing decisions. I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but where, where was your thought process going there? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that one of the most powerful places that, that anybody in the hospitality industry can um, get attention from, from their clients is on social media. Um, you know, if, if you think about how much people are paying attention to social media these days as their main form of news, it's, it's staggering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you... Um, I, I, anybody on this call uh, or on this podcast rather start thinking about when the last time it was that you actually sat through a commercial or a radio ad or even paid attention to a billboard. I'm guessing you probably don't remember the last time unless you were forced to do it. Mm -hmm. I I think we all actually are consuming all of our information through social media. And that being said, it's the platform that you can actually get your customer's attention on. And by the platform, I mean every social media network. So Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, those are going to be, and Twitter, those are your most common forms of media. And you need to understand all of those platforms and how to best use them. And the the restaurants that I've seen that are most successful are, um, are interacting with their customers and they're not just posting a bunch of ads, right? They're not just posting a bunch of pictures of their ribeye steak saying, Hey, come in and eat our ribeye. Hey, come in and try this new drink. Hey, come in and do this. They're actually just being real. And they're talking about their staff. They're putting pictures up of, um, them getting the restaurant open. They're taking photos of their guests and they're actually interacting with people that are responding to those photos. And they're slowly building these relationships one by one by one. And if they're ads, people are going to understand that they're ads. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I see restaurants every day that are just posting pictures of what their specials are. And I, I, sure, I, I think you can definitely do that. But to the, the restaurants I've seen most successful on social media are very interactive, um, are on all of the platforms and are, are taking advantage of all of those tools. Because, again, there's no cost behind them other than your time. And that's something that I, that I think every business should be doing. Awesome. Great point. So we're kind of getting close towards the end of our time here. But I really just want to you know, go through um, and, you know, I want to cut through all the noise of what we're talking about or just in in technology in general and just kind of really just be direct. What should restaurants spend their time on in regards to technology? What's the big takeaways that we can leave with before we maybe make some recommendations? Yeah. So I think that restaurants should spend their time 
on um, tools that they're that they can use to actually better understand their business. And there's a lot of technology out there, um, more and more every single day. And a lot of our clients are inundated with phone calls from startup companies and, um, you know, constant emails from, from new technology companies that are all vying for their attention. Mm -hmm. So one of, one of my, um, one of my tips to, to anybody out there is to, um, definitely speak with other successful restaurateurs, anybody (laughs) that you're trying to emulate and understand what are they using. I'm laughing you know, just because uh, like that is a one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast because the, <laughs> the reasons you just listed there's so much out there you're being sold every day. What if there was a resource where you could talk to people who are proven successful and say, "Hey, what works for you? What are you using? Give me your recommendations and narrow it down." And that's exactly what we're here to do. And I'm sorry, it's just, it's so powerful. You I couldn't agree more with you, and I totally mm-hmm. derailed yeah. you. I apologize. No, Keep that's going. fine. That's that's fine. I we we are a- approached every single day by people that have heard of us from another one of our clients Mm -hmm. or one of our clients, accountants or marketing directors or, uh, you know, general managers. And I I think word of mouth is, is huge. Um, so definitely, you know, speak with other restaurateurs that, that, you know, that are running operations that you aspire to have, you know, here's, uh, I think <laughs> there's so many, so many directions that I can go with this. Like anything that you think you're actually going to use and take advantage of, you should be using. But for, uh, furthermore, all of the things that you actually need in your restaurant now from payments, from point of sale to payroll, to table management services, there's so many companies out there that are disrupting these industries that are providing so much more than they were even just two to three years ago. You should be getting as much value as you can from the dollars that you're paying for every single service. And that is all things that you should not only be asking about, but doing all the research before you open your establishment. And again, to my earlier point, you don't want to cripple yourself with all of this research. You want to take the time that you need, ask the people that you need that, that you think are going to provide you with the, the best information, then go with your gut and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. So are there any other points uh, in regards to where we should be focusing our, our attention with technology before we wrap it up? Anything else? I just, I don't want to cut you short. Like if you want to make any other points, now's the time. Use it. <laughs> use, use, use technology and don't think that you know everything. It's a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. I mean, you can have a hammer, you can have the nails, you can have the wood, but if you don't swing that hammer, it's not going to do shit for you. Uh, same thing with technology. Like if you, if you have these tools, if you have these resources, you've got to pay attention to them. Like they, they will give you the information. They will give you the data. Like these tools will give you the data so you can make the best decisions for your business, but you have to use them. It's so important. Like that's like reading a book, getting a bunch of information and not applying that information in your life. Um, it's, you know, it's no different. So I think we've come to a point now, Paul, where, um, maybe we can 
get some calls to action. Maybe we can make some recommendations. You being an expert in this field of data mining and uh, credit card processing or just technology in general, what are some recommendations you can make for us? Yeah, um, I think that one of the most interesting companies that is out there today is uh, a company called Upserve. Mm -hmm. Um, Upserve has found a way to capture information from all of the relevant points of your restaurant, whether it's customer data, server data, uh, menu intelligence, uh, social media data, and they put it into a real-time dashboard. Mm. Um, And I've seen so many more restaurants starting to take advantage of this software. And when they have, they've been able to eliminate other things within their restaurant. So um, it's, a, it's a really unique platform in the sense where it allows you to um, better understand all of your customers and their dining preferences without having to interfere um, with service, without having to um, you know, ask them for signing up for a loyalty program mm-hmm. or um, having them fill out any sort of question or comments card. It's actually pulling data from the payment networks, combining it with point of sale data and the combination of the two um, give you some really unique insights. So um, I think uh, Upserve is, is definitely a company I would recommend everybody check out. Any other services you want to recommend? Yeah. I, you know, the other thing, um, and, and this is should be top of mind for most restaurants and, and leveraging my knowledge from um the payment space. Uh, and I want to make two points on this. First and foremost, um, the cloud-based technology is where everything is going. Mm. And I think when you're looking at um, your table management system or your point of sale system, it should be no different. I mean, think of the, the phone that you have that you're probably even listening to this podcast on right now. That is a cloud-based device. Mm-hmm. Your iPhone runs on the cloud, right? If you smash your iPhone into pieces, you can go to the Apple store, get a new phone, and they will take all of your information from the cloud and reload a new phone. <laughs> so what, what baffles me is that so many restaurants are still purchasing point of sale systems that is the, you know, a, a equivalent of a, you know, an old computer that when it breaks, you lose all of your information. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that being said, I highly recommend every restaurant take advantage of all of the cloud-based point of sale systems and technology out there. Um, I, I think that breadcrumb point of sale is the one that I would recommend most. It's an iPad based system. Um, and I have a lot of clients that have had a lot of success with it. Um, and it's, it's one that I probably recommend most, but there's a lot out there. Um, but either way, I, you know, that is the wave of the future. Um, cloud-based technology is, is, I would highly recommend. Yeah, and just on the topic of technology uh, and resources, data, specifically data mining resources that have been mentioned on the show over the past three years, um, get Vanga is one of them, and NCR, uh, or sorry, yeah, NCR Slingshot, Averos, or is it Averos Slingshot? Averos Slingshot? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, those are a couple of the other ones that do similar things, but just not to play favorites, but um, Observe is one of those 
companies that isn't just collecting data. It's a credit card processor and recently Upserve acquired breadcrumbs. So, I mean, you there's a lot of integration. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned those too, but there's a lot of integration there. And um, I mean, these guys, I've worked with them before in the past. They really do care about the, the client and they have great customer service. But um, yeah, that's the one that comes up the most. And I realize you have a hard stop at one minute from now. So we've got to say thank you. We've got to real quick just uh, provide an opportunity for you to call somebody out. So who's one person, one independent restaurant operator maybe you've worked with that's just crushing it and you think would be a great guest mentor on the show? Yeah, man, I have so many. But, you know, one of my very first clients um, is uh, somebody that um, has provided me with a lot of valuable information and is a uh, a student of the hospitality game. His name is Ryan Indovina, and he is a uh, director at a group called Four Corners Tavern Group. It's a, um, a Chicago-based, rapidly expanding um, organization that um, has a, a phenomenal reputation in Chicago. And he's a, a very smart individual, especially along the lines of technology. He's somebody that has, um, you know, has, has, has vetted every piece of technology in the space um, and understands them and understands how to grow organizations with them. So uh, Ryan and Davina, I would, I would definitely suggest talking to Ryan. Look up, man, I'm coming after you. And if uh, anybody wants to pick <laughs> up the conversation, Paul, and uh, maybe ask you a few more questions, what's the best way for us to connect? Yeah, you can. Uh, so you can find me on um, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is is Payments Paul P A Y M E N T S Paul, and uh, you can always email me at Paul at DiningData.com. Paul at DiningData.com. I'll have that in the show notes. This is episode 296. So head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 296 for a summary of today's discussion and links to the products and services we just recommended there at the end. Paul, we're over our time. I want to respect your time. Thank you so much uh, for coming and joining us as a guest mentor. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. (laughs) Cheers. Well, I hope you guys found value in today's episode. I had a blast talking to Paul. He made some great points today, guys. Uh, There are resources and technologies available to us that were only available available to the companies that had millions or if not like tens of thousands of dollars to invest in these technologies only say like 10 years ago or a few years ago. Um, they're available to all of us now, guys. And it, one of the biggest lessons I've learned on this show in general is pay attention to the numbers. Numbers do not lie. And today with the resources we have, it's never been easier to look at the numbers, to to graph the numbers, to extract every freaking number that's possible, any piece of data, anything that's happening in your POS system with your credit card processor online. That's all data. And we can look at that to see trends, to see what's working, to see what's not working. And like Paul says, the big lesson I think we could take away from this is don't focus on being massive. Don't focus on doing a ton of things. Focus on doing one or or two or very few things really great. He says, you know, get that minimal viable product, something out to start, get something out into the world, be really good at it, find out what sticks. Find out what doesn't stick and pay attention to the numbers 
Uh, that, that's how you find out by paying attention to the numbers. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I think, I think the, the time to have access to these numbers, the most crucial time to have these numbers at your, at your disposal is early on when you're just getting started because that's when you're either going to make it or break it. And those numbers will tell you whether you're trending up or trending down, who is a new customer, who is a returning customer. And you can just look. I mean, that's just one example. You can look at so many things that will tell you what direction your business is going in, whether or not your your concept is working or failing. Um, but, you know, tons of great tools uh, recommended today. Those two books, uh, Eric Reese's Lean Bible or Minimal, sorry, Eric Reese's uh, Lean Startup, which really goes into the, those minimal viable products and how that's important. And then again, I mentioned, uh, I think, Jeff Benjamin's uh, Front of House, um, another great book, which is worth checking out. And, uh, don't forget to check out Observe Breadcrumb. Uh, we're mentioned. I also mentioned uh, Get Banga, uh, and I think the other one we mentioned was uh, NCR or sorry, Avero Singshot. Uh, so some great tools to check out. I will say I am affiliated with Breadcrumb and Observe. Uh, they are they have an affiliate program. I signed up for it because my guests were recommending it. That's what I do. I find out what people want. Uh, who's recommending it, why they're recommending it. And if they have an affiliate program, I sign up. And if you guys use my links in the show notes, guys, uh, and you get a demo through me, I will get a commission and it will help support the show. And it's at no extra cost to you. So if you are finding value in these episodes, if you're learning like I'm learning uh, and you want to continue uh, the show, if you want to support the show, please use my links. Uh, just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 296. You will find links to Upserve and Breadcrumb. And uh, you schedule a demo through me. I'll arrange it for you. I'll set you up with my boy Jared over at Upserve. And uh, he's a great dude. He'll answer any questions. He'll be there to help you. And I'll be here to help you. Uh, if you want to talk to me first, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash one-on-one. I will be glad to answer whatever questions I can or at least you know help you get a, a demo scheduled with the folks over at Upserve. Trust me, you're going to love Jared. Um, all right, guys, like always, uh, keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. Those help so much. Uh, shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. If you can think of somebody you'd love to get on the show, um, I would love to hear from them or I would love to hear your thoughts. And any feedback you have, anything I could be doing better, you guys, let me know. Or just tell me what your biggest struggle is. Maybe I might not have the answer, but I guarantee you I know somebody who, who does have the answer. We'll get them on the show. We'll dedicate a show directly for whatever your needs are. Um, all right, guys, that's all. Until next time, peace out.